But that's the problem with this country. Uh, one of many, but this, this whole issue of sexuality and pornography, which I don't understand what pornography is. I really don't. To me, pornography is you know spending all your money and not educating the people of America, but spending instead on weapons. That's pornographic to me. That's totally filthy, and et cetera, et cetera. Down the line, you all in your fucking hearts know the goddamn arguments. Okay, great. But no one knows what pornography is. Supreme Court says pornography is any act that has no artistic merit and causes sexual thoughts. That's their definition, essentially. No artistic merit causes sexual thought. Hmm. Sounds like every commercial on television, doesn't it? You know, when I see those two twins on that double mint commercial, I'm not thinking of gum. <laughs> I am thinking of chewing. Maybe that's the connection they're trying to make. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How was the uh, weekend? It was good. That really? harpy hag got out of the race, so I won't have to listen to her fucking voice on the radio anymore. So it was a celebratory weekend for you. Yeah. When I first read that, uh, you know, I heard about her concession speech and everything, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a 40, and I'm going to go get some hookers, and we're going to have a party because it's about damn time. But why did she – she dragged out the concession. First of all, she wouldn't – Hubris, was, dude. It was like it's she pride. was going to concede, but she didn't concede. And then she conceded, but she didn't endorse Barack Obama. But I think now she's finally endorsed him. So well, now it's just the Magic Mulatto versus Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Magic Mulatto versus Grandpa Simpson. That's good. Do we have to watch these their debates for like fucking five months or whatever? You know, can't, we just, get, can't we get like some – because everybody's already made up their mind. Can't we get somebody like – Bernie Mac could be him, and I don't know. Wilford Brimley could play play McCain. Could play McCain. At least it'd be like you know they could throw some so jokes like in there. Dramatic reenactments, yeah. Of the um, instead actual... of just them hammering Dude, on Denzel the same. Denzel Washington would play Obama. Yeah, but I'm thinking Bernie Mac would be funnier to watch. Yeah, or maybe Ice Cube. That might be kind of <laughs> cool. Tea. Ice T would be yeah. that would be Mulatto, a good Obama mixed. But dude, you know what though? You haven't seen the last of Hillary Clinton. Mark my words, that woman has her claws sunk so deep into the hind of the Demo Democratic Party, the hind quarters. She's going to be the VP, guaranteed. And yeah, that's that's I, why she delayed her concession. But I don't think she'll talk. I don't think she'll. She won't be on the radio every time I turn it on. You're like, but, hear, you have to hear that shriek. That I know. Because I listen to the radio when I'm in the shower in the morning. And yeah, it's just like instant migraine. Dude, Obama has no choice. She's got him stuck between a rock and a hard place. The guy has to have electors of VP or choosers of VP. Can he just like pimp dick slapper and <laughs> use. Uses blackness. Dude, it, he has to. She has like an army of women behind her. Like vaginas, I, I don't understand it. He's but got he, enough dick to go around to like a good, you know, first tier of those women. He, if, if she's in the White House, though, he's going to have to break out the pimp hand. 
Yeah. I kind of see like Obama and Bill kind of having a little bit of fun once yeah. they become friends. Yeah. I don't know. But that's Maybe. enough about politics Swing. here. <laughs> Michelle and Bill getting on. I can kind of see that. You know, Obama, I'm sure, has, you know, wouldn't be opposed to uh, little Monica Lewinsky. She's got some ass, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Well, let's do a shot in celebration of that. Uh... Celebration of no more, of ding dong, the witch is dead. Well, she's. Well, not BP. running for president <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Ah. Well, uh, my weekend was equally celebratory. I, I, I had, um, you know, I was overjoyed at Hillary Clinton dropping out the race. But I spent the rest of the weekend scrounging through my boxes and boxes of porno, trying to hide my Max Hardcore films before the Gestapo busts into my apartment and takes them from me. Now that he's uh, been indicted on federal charges, I bet you, I mean, soon enough, even possessing Max Hardcore videos is going to make you a criminal. It's verboten. Yeah, it's verboten in this country. So, you know, I was going through my treasure trove of porn. Now, are these from when you uh, were a DJ on, on Rampage Radio and you used to give out a lot of porn and these are just well, prizes that never got actually mailed to the winners? Well, you know what's funny is we used to get – I used to steal the porn when I worked as a strip club DJ, but on oh, Broadway. Yes. So we'd get all this porn rejects. And Max Hardcore, I don't know if how many films you've seen of his, but I mean they're vile, vile pieces of porno filth. I mean they're just – yeah, they, they, they're and you love porn, so for you to say that means they're pretty bad. Of course I love porn as much as the next guy, but I mean, this is the type of porn that I don't find particularly arousing. I don't want to find, like, you know, three guys' fists inside a girl's asshole. I don't find that particularly arousing, <laughs> you know? And then, like, the, then they all, you know, pull their fists, you know, extract their fists out of her gaping asshole, then urinate in it, and another girl comes and sucks out the urine through a straw. I don't find that. And they that. jam the camera five inches in. Yeah, it's, you know. That, oh, man, it's so sexy. That type of porn doesn't exactly, like, you know, do it for me. There's a lot of it out there, though. Well, there is a lot of it out there, and that's what bothers me about uh, Max Hardcore being indicted. So just for the people who live in a cave and, you know, never read the news. Or watch Max Hardcore porn. Or watch Max Hardcore porno. Or especially for the people who are, you know, ill-informed and own Max Hardcore porno and want to protect their collection. Take this as a warning. Yeah, Max Hardcore is uh, recently, last week, last Friday actually, was found guilty in an obscenity trial. Um um, producer Max Hardcore is found guilty of 10 federal counts of distributing obscene materials over the internet and through the mail. His company, Max World Entertainment, was also found guilty on uh, 10 related charges. He faces up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine for each count of conviction, as well as forfeiture of all of his internet domain names. So Max World faces a separate $250,000 fine. The government had separately sought the forfeiture of his home in uh, Altadena, California as well, but the jury actually ruled against that penalty. Let the pornographer keep his home, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> oh, please, come on! So do they say how much volume how cruel of can you be? Do they say like what this business is worth, how much it's raking in a year, rev you know, gross revenues or profits, either one? I was looking for... Some indication. It's got to be multi million dollars a year. Oh, dude. I mean, At minimum. Sure. It's probably hundreds of millions. I mean, the guy owns like 30 different websites uh, maxhardcore.com, 
Catalinax.com, PissedOnPornStars.com. I mean, yeah. he has a whole slew of websites. Yeah, well, 30, I mean, we have one website. And and we're not making one thirtieth of a million dollars a year, so that doesn't impress me. Yeah, but I mean, go on go on uh, IMDb, look right. up Max Harcourt. Dude, the guy's produced, directed, and probably starred in over like 500 films. You know how like you go search for Ron Jeremy in IMDb and there's like 50,000 films? Yeah. Because they film like two a day. Right. You know, and people are paying thirty dollars a pop, and people definitely aren't paying us to listen to this crap. Exactly, but uh, so Max Hardcore, his real name is actually Paul Little. He's described as a hmm. Hollywood director and producer. More of a diminutive name than, yeah, than, than Max uh, Hardcore. Yeah, Max Hardcore is you know much more of a aggressive, it's a much better, and, aggre- yeah, yeah, much more aggressive porn moniker than Paul Little. I don't know how well you'd do in the porn world with that. Mm. Uh, he's been indicted on all federal, um, all ten federal obscenity counts. Um, he was named in a ten-count indictment charging him with transporting obscene matter via mail and computer. And so that's kind of, and that's what I find confusing about this, because I mean, this is like the greatest blow to the First Amendment that I think we've seen in recent years. <laughs> I mean, this is, but I mean, seriously, lots of porn companies have been charged with. Trumped up obscenity, you know, charges and that have been dismissed or dropped because ju- most juries, you know, tend to be like, OK, well, you know, it's freedom of speech. It's and they've accepted that everybody uses porn. Yeah. And they've accepted the fact that every male in the jury, even this jury, has used porn. So it's not a it can't be just porn is bad. Every well, it's guy like he's in the Bible Belt. And even those people in the Florida Bible Belt. kind of the Bible Belt, though. It's got Bible Belt tendency. If you're outside of Miami or, you know, whatever, Key West, it gets, gets pretty. Well, okay, but even people in Kansas have used porno before. That's it's not true, like, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like the first time they've ever seen porn, especially I mean, they're... in the era of the internet. <laughs> yeah, and they're, the porn that they're into is like a girl in a prairie dress showing her calf, <laughs> her hairy calf. But still, it's porn, and they're jerking off to it. So they accept that there's porn, but they they say that this porn went over the line. And the reason it went over the line, and I don't know how many Max Hardcore porns that you've actually seen, but um, he is the director, producer, and star of films featuring acts such as anal penetration, urination, insertion of an entire hand into a vagina or anus, vomiting, and severe violence towards female performers, impersonating... Um, minors, so, and that's I think part of the the reason why they deem his 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 art should I say um, dare I say uh, <laughs> his art uh, that's why they deem it obscene is because these girls are portraying like thirteen year olds okay and, now, and, and in the film they say they're thirteen but they are okay all but over I have 18. a I have a question about that we've all seen porns where. The, the actress, yeah, the actress is like, oh, I'm a little cheerleader. And, you know, the teacher is punishing her. But it's pretty damn obvious that she's like 30 years old and like she's got a big C-section scar um, and big saggy tits. I mean, it was, was this believable that they, these girls were 13? I have to say, well, I've never seen any of those. I've probably seen some Max Hardcore porn, but I don't think I've ever seen I think any maybe the raping 13-year-old versions. I think to like the uninitiated. You know, the, the, most of the Max Hardcore I've ever seen has actually been online. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's you, you see these girls, you know they're 18. I mean, they're they're as young as like the barely legal models, and a hustler's barely legal. Right. But yet, are, and those girls are all like 24, 25, or 21 even, or 20. rarely. But, I mean, those girls aren't getting, you know, their ocular cavities pissed all over, you know, and, like, fucking six fish shoved in their anuses. But uh, as Max Hardcore said here, it's a sad day for all Americans when they smash any kind of free speech, and that's what happened in Tampa today. 
Uh, they trampled on free speech, and I intend to appeal. So the funny- See, I wouldn't do that if I was this guy. I wouldn't go the whole— You would go to prison for five years? No, no, I'm talking about the rhetoric. I wouldn't do the whole, like, wrap myself up in the flag. I would just speak about the technicalities. I, I would probably say exactly what I said. Every man in that jury has used porn, and just because he doesn't like my flavor of porn, you know, that's why they make uh, 31 flavors at the ice cream store. <laughs> um, who is he to say, you know, that, that, that the kind of porn that this guy over here likes isn't, you know, is not allowed? Well, as a matter of fact, the DVDs that were um, that are held in question here, the ones that were being mailed, are Max Extreme 20. Apparently, there's 40 volumes of Max Extreme. Golden Guzzlers number 7, Planet Max 16, Fist of Fury 4, and Pure Max 19. These are all Euro versions. Sounds like he's kind of in a rut. <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe like he needs a to branch out. Here. Yeah, maybe he needs to branch out. And like uh, that, that whole porn for women stuff, you know, women's porn that always sucks. <laughs> well, a couple of the other titles that he has here, like uh, this kind of sounds like a female porn here. Anal Town USA. Yeah, that does sound like something my girlfriend might enjoy. What about butt bang bicycle babes? Um, she doesn't like bicycles very much, but I know other girls who are into bicycles. So yeah, perhaps. Almost all of his pornography has to do with the anus. Yeah. The girls from Butthole Ridge. <laughs> I guess that came out in '94, and he, he was Max like Steiner he... in it, not Max Hardcore. He seems like he's a little fixated, anally well, fixated. So this isn't the first time Max has been charged. I mean, he was. Uh, Apparently, they brought uh, the city of Los Angeles brought charges to him in 1998 with child pornography and distribution of obscenity. It was so it's shot ba- down. It's based on this child porn thing, right? That's the that's the well, common angle. It's obscenity. It's what the common person would determine would determine as obscenity. As you heard in the beginning of the show, Bill Hicks. I played the quote of Bill Hicks talking about what obscenity is, and I think you even looked up what the U.S. Supreme Court defines as obscenity. Yeah, I mean, it basically, that, I think is the crux it, re- it repeats of the, of the what Bill here. Hicks was talking about. I mean, they, they define obscenity by what you know the contemporary community that you live in would consider obscene. But Which I mean, is ridiculous. But how broad is that term? Well, that definition. The other, I mean, the other thing that really kicks it down for me is that they've there's been precedent that you do not have to appeal to a national standard. Which seems like if you're being tried in federal court as Max Hardcore or Paul Little, as the case may be, is if the feds are trying you, the the standard should be the average of the country. Like, would the whole country as a whole find the this average of the, yeah the national? But you could go, you, you could should... go to like you know Waco, Texas, or whatever, some little shit ass town, and find yeah like a town of eighty people that are all you know wearing little bonnets and fucking ride around in fucking stagecoaches. You know they right. never watch, porn. and they're gonna find they're all gonna find it offensive. And there you go, you're burn them you're at in, the stake. You're in federal prison. Exactly. That's why I don't understand how they can they can indict this guy or even try this man on that uh, spurious definition. I mean, seriously. How? I mean, it's it's so. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just if you read it, it it's just so broad and so vague that it. How can how can this one judge here? apply it to this case, and that's why I mean. But it's been, the jury, right? I mean, it's the jury who made the decision. Well, it's the jury that made the decision, but it sounds like the jury was almost forced into this decision. And uh, by that, I mean it took the jury over 14 hours for like three days to come to the verdict. And apparently there was a hung jury the whole time. He was initially charged on 20 counts, um, but the jury foreman asked the judge here, U.S. District Judge Susan Bucklew, and that's the worst part. They had a female female judge. judge, Should have had Hillary doing this. Maybe she's a swinger. I don't know. Maybe she's into the sex. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe she's sitting on a dildo at the bench. 
I doubt she's into Max Hardcore. But anyway, the jury foreman here said, if we make a decision on 10 of 20 counts but are unable to reach a decision on the other 10, will the 10 counts that we decide on stand? And uh, the judge here said the jury's decision would count. So they had a hung jury the whole time. They are unable to reach a unanimous decision. And basically it sounds like these other jurors were browbeaten into, like, you know, coming into, like, a unanimous decision. Well, how do these how do these jurors even know? I mean, how do they know what the tapes are all about? It was just well, this is what they say: it was a travesty, but we had no choice because of the way the law is written, and it is just some kind of obscure Floridian law about how you're not supposed to transport or distribute obscene material through the mail or the internet. But to me, it goes back to that the whole thing: the average does the. Would do you think the average person would find this obscene? And I would be like, no. I, and you would be like, yeah. And there's, it's not like we go out and do a statistical study survey through the community and really figure it out. It's just you're on the jury and you say, yeah, I'm on the jury. I say no. And who's going to win? Well, I think the uh, defense, actually, the defense attorneys shared your sentiment. And they had jurors watch six hours of Max Hardcore Porno. They had them watch <laughs> Fist of Fury 4, the Euro edition. And the entire movie of Pure Max 19. That's not the tech I would have taken. Well, that's prosecutors are like, well, we're going to have them watch segments of the video. But the, defend, the defense attorneys are like, no, we're going to have them watch the entire movie. See, now, now that makes it seem like it makes a little bit of sense to me. Because obviously the prosecutors are going to show the worst gaping anus portion, you know, one minute. And so they're going to cut out the dialogue. Yeah, and the defense and the brilliant like, acting. Wait, here's the story part about the pizza guy who comes Look at over the chemistry. and like, uh, you know, and the girl who's like, "There's something in my butthole. Do you think you can scratch it for me?" And don't forget about the scene with the plumber fixing yeah, your toilet. That's always a good one too. No, but so uh, apparently, uh, jurors, two of the jurors cried. Um, someone actually was sick to their stomach, and then uh, three male jurors were laughing. <laughs> Did it say if any of the male jurors came in their pants? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder, walked out with their coat in front of their crotch. Like, so after you've been selected for the jury, they can't kick you off, can they? Oh yeah, they can. So if you can be kicked off at any point, and they keep reserve jurors like ready, like people so that have been approved enjoying but weren't this like porno viewing session <laughs> too much. <laughs> Could you have been kicked off the jury? Like, I could see Wackerly just sitting there, hands in pants, being like, so which part's obscene? <laughs> Wait, could, could, you, could you pause it right there? <laughs> Rewind that part? Can you help me find my micropenis? <laughs> you, know you know what that makes me think, though? If I did jerk off and I'm sitting there watching it in court, after I completed, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, he is guilty. That's disgusting. Because that's usually how I feel about a porno after I've actually made use of the porno i'm just disgusted with it the actors and actresses and myself i'm usually disgusted by the fact that i just spent four hours you know looking at internet porn dude what's taking so long you're rubbing yourself raw over there you know i don't know if it's the cocaine or or if it's just sheer you know ennui but Maybe. i'm just sitting there like you know next thing you know it's like three hours later and i've just like been to like 13 you know, 30 different internet sites. Maybe you should buy a butt plug or some type of a testicular vibrator. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, uh, you know, it's just, you get wrapped up into it. It's kind of like a porn <laughs> frenzy. <laughs> like, the sharks are smelling blood. Yeah. So, uh, uh, one of the videos, Pure Max 19, that was shown to the jurors actually drew some chuckles from a couple of the guys when a scene was played where Hardcore receives a phone call 
uh, from another man who is accusing him of being crazy and sick for what he does to the women in the videos. Uh, the attorney, Douglas, argued that it was necessary for the jury to see the entire movie in order to see the portions of the videos that were substantially more lighthearted than scenes that they had viewed previously. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, the prosecutors picked out the worst of the worst. Right. And, and the defense uh, wanted to show to how, that, how that scene was actually crucial to the character development and the arc of the story and the hero's journey. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, just the, the character <laughs> arc here. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think, you know, obviously, and, that, and that's why... Okay, I, I think this is a, a severe blow to free speech, and I think our rights, you know, have been compromised by yeah, what happened here. Right. I mean, this is a travesty of justice. But then you've got to also take into account what Max Hardcore's porns are all about. So I read a quote in uh, one of the actually the, one of the recent porno magazines that I worked on at my work. Um, it's called Score Magazine, <laughs> and they did an interview with Max Hardcore. And he says, Max Hardcore is a sphincter auteur whose sadistic imagination has set the porn world scrambling for ways to keep up. One thing we'll do is come in the ass, open it with a speculum, piss in the ass, and have the girl suck it out with a straw, Hardcore says. That's about as dirty as it fucking gets. We've really raised the bar quite a bit. Yeah. And that's well, why I don't really particularly find his uh, porno, his, his, his work, all that arousing. <laughs> I mean, to, to make, I mean, to, seriously. Because they dude. don't go far enough. You'd like to see them, like, sever open the abdominal cavity and, like, <laughs> fuck the heart valve or something. And, no, but that that's where I'm saying, where's it leading to? It's like people like Max Hardcore, I believe he should have the right to produce any type of porn that he wants to, and people should have the right to jerk off Among to consenting that type of porn. actors and Among actresses. Among consenting adults, the, yeah. you know, adults right. over 18. And all you I fucking furry fucking animal fuckers out there, animals cannot consent. As much as their tail wags, yeah. an animal is not a conscious and being. And nor can children. Right. But I mean, consenting adults who are being, you know, adequately compensated, I see no fault in paying for that. But I myself do not find that porno arousing. I find it actually kind of disgusting. I guess a couple of the actresses in some of his videos. Kumisha Amato can fist her bunghole while standing up. Mm, Nikki Sterling has done a double anal scene in one of his movies. Delicious has wedged three cocks in her ass for a butt-wrenching triple anal. See, you know what? That doesn't impress me on her side of the story. <laughs> but how do the dudes do that? Where do their legs all go? Logistically, though. I mean, how does that work? It's like work? a fucking male leg pretzel, and all the balls are sticking together. It's not cool. But, I mean, where I just don't even understand how the dudes would even be positioned. And don't even get me started. If they aren't shaved, they're all going to be, like, Velcroed together by their testes. But, I mean, it's like, where do you go after that, though? I mean, the girl's got three penises shoved in her gaping rectum you uh, know to the convent well, yeah, but, but no, seriously what what else is left after that and you know it does uh permanent damage to her colon i've read i would uh, assume so yeah yeah I've read i have assumed she of, has not had a firm shit in a while well i've, I've heard i've heard that a lot of these women are incontinent by the age of like 35 uh, anal seepage they have to wear adult diapers depends I would so yeah you know did i mean i guess, I Can guess you do exercises to tighten that shit back up like after you have a baby yeah, I don't know if once your anus is stretched out, it's it's if it's just done. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's, it's the pitfalls of being an anal queen. Yeah, well, they get paid well. But 
All in all, I think Max Hardcore should be allowed to make the porno that he does, and I think there's a great travesty to our justice system which just happened. But now you have this contraband Max Hardcore porn in here. I mean, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to hide it where you hide your child porn? Yeah, I'll probably put it back there. No one's going to find that. (laughs) Under the floorboards. Near your gun. (laughs) In my uh, dog's carcass. Yeah, I don't know. I I haven't really quite decided what I'm going to do with that yet. Although, I guarantee it's going to be worth a lot of money in, in a few years. Yeah, eBay think? that shit. Yeah. Here's a, an alert for the FBI. D. Simon does not have child porn. Please do not bust <laughs> down the door and steal all the sick and wrong equipment. Yeah, thank you, Wackerly. <laughs> I covered for, for you. For clarifying that. I covered for you. But people, go check out uh, maxhardcore.com while it's still up there. It's definitely kind of entertaining. You know, I would not be surprised if a good portion of our listening audience actually owns many Max Hardcore films. Or equivalent Dude, have you read some of those postings on the the Sick and Wrong Forum? I agree. I I think a lot of these people live by his films. They They don't even read the Bible anymore. They just read Max Hardcore. Kids today. Well, people, this is uh, episode 126 here of Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of uh, 125. If you recall, um, I did a story about um, a kid, a dude throwing a granny down the well. Throw the granny down the well. Right. Grab her by her horns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wackerly did a story about a iron lung... um, Fiesta. <laughs> and a listener sent in a story about a baby for sale on Craigslist. B- believe it or not, and I was actually kind of thrown for a loop with this one. You won episode 125 with 86 votes. I came in second with 74, and the listener came in a distant third with 32. My losing streak has been broken. Dude, it blew my mind. I, but you know, okay, okay, but at the same time, you pointed out, I don't know if you can find it, but you pointed out an email had been sent in questioning my commitment and the effort that I put into the show. Can you find that now? Uh, you know, Is it I'm, too way too buried? I'm looking for that email, but someone wrote in, uh, someone voted for Wackerly's story in the Iron Long and said, this is a pity vote. Wackerly's stories suck. He doesn't even try anymore. Pull it together, fuckwad. Oh. <laughs> so maybe I only won because multiple pity votes. And you're well, right, I, I didn't care. But now I do care again. I've really I've reinvigorated my my commitment to the show. Well, you know, a couple other people emailed saying, you know, the past couple episodes, the stories are just really lame. So uh, you know, here, try out this one. You're lame. But you know what though? <laughs> you know, I, I kinda wanna like counteract that statement by saying Wackerly's stories involve more than just explicit gore and brutality. <laughs> You know, typically you'll have a story, you know, that's more cerebral. And it's like if you actually can can look at the horror, examine the horror within, right? then you can see why it's so sick and wrong. And that's the thing. And a lot of people did write in saying, you know, so the granny was thrown down the well for what, 10 hours? But, but really, this what woman does that... spent an eternity, her entire life, you know, in prison within this iron lawn. What does the granny down the well, the well say about our existential existence? Exactly. <laughs> My stories are, are really directed towards dudes in turtlenecks and corduroy jackets with elbow patches who smoke pipes. Well, you know. That's who I'm going for. You see, I go through, I go for the meatheads that watch <laughs> Ultimate Fighting, whereas Wackerly, he goes for the Ivy Leaguers. <laughs> you know, guys like uh, President Bush who went to Yale. He did. You know, he they're the Ivy guys Leaguer. that would. Read your story and actually yeah, understand yeah. the full gist of it. <laughs> right. 
Well, so, um, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wackley and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes, winner gets case of beer, blah, blah, blah. Listener can send in a listener submission, and uh, we'll put that in the story. If a listener wins, you'll get a sick and wrong care package. Submit your story to sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. I believe you started uh, episode 125 last week, and since you did win, Wackerly, yep. um, you should enjoy your beer, and I'll kick off episode 126. You know, I think you can actually personally relate to this, too, being that uh, we were roommates about, what, was that about a year ago, two years ago? Yeah. Maybe the, the beginning, and then of like the five years before that. <laughs> so yeah, and about five years before that. But uh, you do remember the the horrible tra- trauma that I experienced with the uh, bed bug situation that I had. Ah, uh, yes. You know, I was glad that they never migrated to my uh, section of the apartment. But but you know, the fact of the matter is, is I. I lived in San Francisco in the Tenderloin, an apartment in the right. Tenderloin, for a good two years before I moved to Oakland. Before where, we had our communal we, living situation. Before we had the communal living situation in Oakland. But before I did that, I my apartment was infested with bed bugs, and right. I had no idea about that. Because it was a that. filthy apartment full of uh, you know immigrants from around the world. And I'm not p- bagging on any specific <laughs> immigrant group. I'm just saying... Lots of immigrants from all parts of the globe came there and brought, you know, infestation. But seriously, it was a filthy apartment building. And if you walked on each floor, you'd smell like a different, like, ethnic food. Yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're like immigrants being at, from around the world. It was kind of like being at Epcot Center, but not as safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could get stabbed and your organs harvested right. in my building. Or you could get bed bugs. Well, yeah, exactly. You can track bed bugs. But the thing is with bed bugs is bed bugs were completely eradicated in the U.S., Back in like, I don't know, because I mean, it was a severe, I guess it was an issue, it was like a, an epidemic in like the 1920s, but it was completely eradicated by like the 1950s. And then recently, like in the 90s, it came back here because of the influx of immigrants. Right. But that's, that's just, I don't know. I mean, immigrants have been coming here all throughout the 50s and everything, but for some, it's just, I think it's overcrowding where like cities get too crowded. Well, I think and, it was overcrowding and also uh, I think one of the pesticides that they used to use to uh, combat they figured out it gave like thalidomide babies yeah and i think it like poisoned children so they stopped using so anyway my my apartment had bed bugs and then i ended up bringing those bed bugs to oakland but uh luckily the landlord there was proactive about it and uh, ended up destroying it but dude in the meantime i flipped the fuck out i remember like taking chemical showers i got rid of my bed my dresser i flipped out you remember that when you when you lived in tent in the Tenderloin, your previous incarnation, not the current Sick and Wrong studio, you tried to get rid of them multiple times, but if you live in an apartment with a bunch of other people who have bed bugs and aren't doing anything to get rid of them, you're fighting a losing battle. Well, dude, I live next door to like a Vietnamese family of 30 that lived in this <laughs> studio apartment right next door to mine. Five generations. And, yeah, and so it's like, yeah, I mean, I bug bomb the entire apartment. I pretty much like got rid of my mattress that time and like all my furniture. Right. But- I got all my clothing clean. I steam cleaned my uh my my bedding. And yeah, and I thought, okay, you know, I think I think I might have overcame this bed bug infestation. But then the next thing you know, it's like bed bugs again. Right, because all they, they they smell the bomb and they just migrate over the Vietnam section of the building and then they migrate back once you're the once the bomb gets. But the is thing gone. is they didn't eat my dirty Jew blood. I think they probably did feed off of me. 
but they really enjoyed my Aryan girlfriend. Yeah. You remember her? Succulent, succulent, yeah. pure white she flesh. Was from, but, I mean, her ancestry <laughs> was German, and I think they really did like her succulent flesh. Right. And so she would Cause, wake Well, because you taste like gefilte, and she tastes like uh, sauerkraut or something. Yeah, but I think it's that dirty, vile Jew blood. Right. You know? But uh, she would wake up in the morning with, like, you know, 20 red bites all over her arms and dude it was awful yeah seriously it detrimentally affected my sex life for years it was horrible it was a horrible experience and that's why i can personally relate to this story that i'm about to read here and i think a lot of people first will we'll hear it and they're like oh no big deal if you've experienced the horror then you'd understand <laughs> okay long island woman quarantined with bird mite infestation uh, there was a warning issued Thursday to homeowners after a Long Island woman's home was infested with blood-sucking parasites. It wasn't bed bugs that caused the problem, but bird mites. Apparently, New York has one of the worst bed bug infestations the entire in the state, country. Right? No, New York City, Manhattan in particular. Well, this is from Long Island. That's the but, really so, yeah. Okay, so up, I guess it probably the coast be, or whatever. Uh, I guess it'd probably be all the boroughs. But yeah, yeah I guess that right. bed bugs are just rampant there. People have said that uh, most, like a lot of people would be more willing to admit that they have an STD rather than that they have bed bugs. Well, the STD is generally easier to get rid of, right? You stick penicillin for a little while, but like as you experience, getting uh, rid of the dude, bed bugs is difficult. It was nightmarish. I was hysterical crying last night, said Crystal Shea, the daughter of the bird mite victim. You know, I feel terrible for my mother. How can you watch your mom? come out of her house in a hazmat suit. <laughs> Dirty woman. <laughs> you filthy, filthy woman. Um, the emotional daughter of the bird mite victim shared ominous-looking photos of her mother being suited up in biocontainment gear. Okay, wait, wait, stop. So she's very distraught because her mom was infested with bird mites, yet she got her little digital camera out as she was being dragged from the house and was taking pictures? I think she was taking pictures just to document it yeah. in case she was going to sue the landlord. Or totally put that shit on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that is YouTube material. Uh, they, or her sick and wrong podcast website. Right, that'd be good also. <laughs> they stripped her of her clothing shoes, carted, her off, carted off her mattress, confiscated the wild bird nest from a bathroom vent, and transported the patient to the quarantine unit at the uh, nearby hospital. Who's they? Like the Center for Disease Control? Yeah, it was the Center for Disease Control that ended up being no, the CDC. No, uh, no government organization was mobilizing when you had bedbugs. You know, yeah, they no like one came breaking here. down your door. And Not to mention, you. I even called the landlord like probably fifty times, yeah. and all I really received from him was the finger in the <laughs> middle. <laughs> but no, they sprayed her down as if she had like radioactive poisoning or something, like mm. uranium poisoning. Um, the patient here, Nina Bradica, spoke from her hospital bed to the reporter. She said, "My whole shower was covered with them. I didn't even know they were there at first. I was drying myself with my towel in the bathroom. I think that's how they got me." Uh, one of the doctors um, at the medical center said they can stick to the body. They're extremely tiny. Uh, he sent three to the uh, lab to be tested. He said there's no public health hazard from them. Mites can't feed off a human skin and will eventually drop off. But, but until, they do suck your blood, though. But That's until the point, then, right? they crawl all over you, biting you. Mm. And they were biting her all night long, said the woman. They were coming out of her ears, um, her nose, her eyes. Um, the, the woman, and her vagina. Well, they don't the, mention that because it's not appropriate, but they had to be. And the butthole. Well, the, the, that was the daughter speaking there. But the mother, <laughs> the mother here, Branica, tried to describe her discomfort. She said, they go inside you. 
They go in your nose. They go in your ears. They go in your mouth. They go in your private places. Oh, okay, yeah. So she's explicit. I just like, I like how that. she uses uh, how she refers to her private places. Could you say that again? <laughs> I'm unzipping my pants, dude. This isn't Max Hardcore. <laughs> Um, she said she's covered with welts and red bumps and wonders if her home will ever be livable again. The uh, victim's irate family is blaming the landlord and are probably going to be pressing a lawsuit soon. Bird mites usually infest bedrooms and bathrooms but can quickly spread to the entire house. But once again, they are harmless compared to bed bugs, which, I mean, I guess bed bugs don't really transmit disease like ticks which transport, transmit Lyme disease. Right. But you have to deal with them. I mean, dude, it was horrible. Right, it infests your bed, right? They have like a colony of eggs and they're just generation upon generation that live in your mattress. Well, the worst part about it is they, you don't even know they're there. Like when I first lived there, I was like, you know, she'd wake up and she'd wake up the next day and she'd have bites on her arm. I was like, ah, oh, you know, and maybe it's a spider or a flea. Next day, bites on her leg. And I was like, yeah, I've, you know, I have no idea. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you don't live <laughs> with a Jewish vampire. Bit, so. Yeah, I wasn't getting bit. So I'm like, you know, I don't know what this is. And then, it wasn't like, you for your girlfriend. You would just live with fucking these things crawling all over you for just years and years but like three months later this woman that lived in the apartment i remember i'll never forget this. she was wearing like a uh, she was wearing like a hoodie and she was outside walking her dog and she came up to me she was like can i talk to you and i was like you know what, what do you what do you mean what, yeah you were like you know, i, I think here. i might score <laughs> and so I, I couldn't really even see her face she's like do you ever get bitten by bugs and i was like well, no, but my girlfriend does. She, and then she said, does it look like this? She pulled back her hood and her whole face and neck just covered in red bites. <laughs> it was foul. Dude. Like something out of like the Road Warrior or, or like something. Nightbreed or yeah. something. I mean, nice. it, was, it was disgusting. Nice, so, nice Clive Barker reference. <laughs> so on the Didn't sick, expect that. <laughs> on the sick and wrong star scale, because this hits home personally, I'm giving it, and they're coming out of her eyes and vagina, I'm giving it a 4.5. I'm giving it a four. I've got the heebie-jeebies officially now. Disgusting, dude. dude. And you know what? You used to sh- you used to try and show me them. You'd be like, "There's one," and I'd look at it and I'd be like, "I don't see anything." And you'd be like, "No, it's right there." Because so they're so tiny, you really cannot see them. Well, I used to take my sheets when you were at home and just shake them off in your room. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, they still don't bite me. So yeah, I don't know. Well, it's better than when I used to jack off. Your I think socks. what they, I think what, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I think what they don't like is the MGD fumes coming out of our skin. With all the complaints about my weak ass fucking <laughs> academic stories. Get it together, man. I'm going to try and bring it this week with pure epic brutality. It's been a while since you've done one of those. A Columbia University graduate student who was raped and tortured during 19 hours of nightmarish sadism pointed out Monday the man on trial for the attack as the one who drove her to ask for death and try to kill herself. Jesus, dude. Where'd you find that one? (laughs) (laughs) On the internets. God, I was looking and I just came up with bird mites. Uh, The guy's name is Robert Williams, and uh, he showed up in court uh, when police hauled him in. He's a 31-year-old ex-convict who had refused to come to court Friday but was forced to appear Monday, and he stared straight ahead as he was accused of this heinous act. I don't know why he's not in jail. 
You know, he just said he didn't want to show up in court. Maybe he is in jail. Yeah, I think he, they can choose whether or not, can't they? If you're in jail, you can just be like, I'm not going. I'm not. I don't think he's out on the street. At least I hope not. But um, oftentimes, don't the victims say that they don't want to face the defendant? Yeah, but she's asking him uh, to be there. That's the strange thing. Wow. And I cannot even find this fucking That's woman's some name. I think maybe they're not saying it because of the, the, the pure depravity of the crime. Or they want to maintain her privacy. Yeah. Uh, the witness described at least seven instances of rape, sodomy, forced oral sex over the 19 hours her assailant was in her apartment in Upper Manhattan. So this wasn't like, you know, over the course of a couple months or anything. All all these nine, seven counts of rape all happened in a continuous period of time, <laughs> which always makes me wonder. Like, I have sex with my girlfriend, and I'm, like, done for, like, 24 <laughs> hours, you know? How do these rapists... Just keep going and going, and it's like the Energizer Bunny almost. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I've always thought I had stamina, you know? It's like, I'll go for a good two minutes. I'm done. Really? Blow my I know. load. Really? And, yeah, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm up to like a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah, I'm about two minutes, and <laughs> I've blown my load, and I'm ready to go to bed. Right. I mean, I'm done until tomorrow when I go for another two-minute Maybe fest. Maybe watch some South Park before you crash out. Yeah, or The Simpsons or something. But, it's I mean, this times. guy, dude, Jesus, what a libido. Yeah, at one time. At one point during this hot sex fest. <laughs> Seriously, this sounds like a max hardcore scenario. At one point, she was able to grab a pair of scissors. Uh, and the, these are the scissors that the man had made her use to cut her shoulder-length hair down to an inch long in some spots. So Wait, I, he cut her hair? Yeah, is he trying to make her more sexy or less sexy? It's confusing. What type of rapist is this? Uh, she, she took these scissors and tried to... It, and if you're going to rape a girl, don't give her a sharp object. Because yeah. she immediately tried to stab him in the neck, although she's not, uh, you know, trained in edge weapon combat, and he immediately just grabbed it and uh, sort of like threw the knife and or the scissors in the corner. Uh, that's when he started raping her Can't again. Can't falter for trying. That's when he started raping her again, and at that point, she was sure she was going to die. She asked him, "How does this end?" And he said, "You know how this ends." <laughs> She took that to mean he was going to kill her. <laughs> she's a well, smart I mean, girl. Yeah, she's a smart she's girl. She's a grad student, right? Columbia. Yeah. During the ordeal, the it's a top school. Right. She's probably a sociologist. She probably like helped this guy, you know, get out of prison. <laughs> and then he came and found her. <laughs> During the ordeal, the attacker also forced her to ingest massive doses of painkiller that caused liver failure. Which actually, that sounds like a good time to me. I mean, bunch of so, Vicodin. I don't understand. This guy was raping her did he also want to kill her and then just he was done with a rape fest or did he continue raping her because she kept surviving all these different attempts i think why you you might be confused because you're assuming that the the rape the brutal rapist has a coherent plan <laughs> as a schedule i don't think he does I just okay think so this wasn't this was just kind of like he came in there taking he didn't it as have, it comes uh, Okay, so he didn't have a syllabus that he was going, he was no. working with here. No, he doesn't have his BlackBerry set to like, you know, go off with little beepers when his next meeting happens. But you know how in porn it's like oral sex scene first, doggy style second. It's like this guy obviously <laughs> no. didn't have it all planned out like this that. This guy's not Max Hardcore. He's not a successful businessman. <laughs> He's a rapist. <laughs> and Max Hardcore isn't. So he gave her all this uh, these Vicodins, I'm going to assume, and then he ordered her to gouge out her own eyes with a butcher knife, which for me, I would be like oh great lots of vicodin that's gonna help you know the the vaginal tearing i don't feel but then you're gonna force me to stab my eyes out then it's not so good yeah but again. that's a bit of a daunting request why would why wouldn't he just kill her rather than have her stab her eyes out i think he's a sadist that's the he's into like her pain 
But I mean, do you think also Mar- like he was maybe? I mean, I doubt it in his sociopathic state here. Do you think he was thinking, well, if she's blind, she can't say, well, that guy did it. But she, well, that would work if she was blind when the rape was initiated. <laughs> but I assume if you blind her, she could still, you know, describe to one of those uh, forensic sketch artists what you looked like. Especially well, if you were the last thing that she ever saw with her working eyeballs. <laughs> it might send a stick in your brain, you know, what but, the guy looked like. But not to mention, I imagine the DNA evidence would be overwhelming, <laughs> being that they had sex, like, how many times? Nine, seven times. <laughs> she must be covered in semen. Um... He twice threw bleach in her face and attempted to blind her, I guess, stabbing her eyes out. Well, she didn't actually succeed. Um, Her face was burning all over. The bleach was in her mouth and nose. Um, At one point, she said that when William started to gather up her things, if preparing to leave, she thought, I might get out alive. He might be taken off. But no, apparently (laughs) he wasn't ready to leave. He was just organizing, neatening up the place. And then after that, he twice poured boiling water over her and sliced her eyelids with a knife. Jesus, dude. So this guy, this guy here, he brought his own equipment to the raping? No, I think this is all stuff he found around the house. Yeah, but he said he was gathering up his things. I mean, did he have his toolbox, his rape kit? No, actually, you misheard me. It says he started to gather up her things. Oh, so he was going to rob her as well. <laughs> I think he was just straightening up the place before he left, <laughs> like any you know, courteous guest rapist. Would do. Yeah, I could see that. You know, when you when you spend the night at somebody's house, you fold the blanket up and put it on the couch, and you know, like bury the fucking sheet that you peed on. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, uh, so after she tried, I, I don't think he succeeded in cutting her eye, eyelids off, but uh, later on, a little later on, she said, just kill me. I know you're going to kill me anyways. Just kill me. He responded with what is a classic serial killer style quote. No, you're not good enough for that. <laughs> you're not good enough to die, bitch. She was in so much pain. She, uh, oh, oh, sorry. I skipped a part there. Um, Again, he ordered her to stab her eyes out. He gave her the scissors, and she was in so much pain she decided to aim for her neck and just try and end it. You know, like she was going to kill herself with, with a scissors to the neck. Here. She didn't make it, and he knocked the ni- uh, scissors out of her hand, and then he just bashed her in the head with what she thinks is the TV or the record turntable, and then left her for dead. Um, she woke up hours later, I assume, and she thought, "Hey, that dude left." I only got raped seven times and got off easy, right? <laughs> but then she noticed that he'd set fire to the place and it was burning. Oh, he tried to burn the place down after that? Yeah, so uh, it's on. she woke up. It's on fire. Her apartment's on fire. Somehow she made it down to the downstairs neighbors who, uh, you know, <laughs> finally... <laughs> Um, you know, saw her tied up. I guess her hands, maybe her feet weren't tied. Jesus, she must have been bloody, burnt t- off face. Yeah, in, her, in her torn panties. No eyelids. They took her to the uh, superintendent because they didn't really want to deal with it. And uh, he called 911. And uh, apparently she was hospitalized for a long, long time. But she re- remembered the scars and uh, the specific scars this guy had on his face and his look. And uh, I guess he got hauled into prison. I don't know. This article doesn't make too clear how he made it into jail. Well, hopefully he's, he's in custody to life now. in prison. But did she finger him? Did she point him out? Yeah, right in court. The trial's not done, so we don't know how this is going to end. So this but is going to be assume, ongoing. I assume this guy is going to you know, get his just desserts. Jesus, dude. I, you know, hearing a story like that kind of confirms my, you know, something I've always suspected about my characters. I think I'd make a really shitty rapist. 
Yeah. I think A, it's like, you know, I'm as horny as the next guy, but whatever. I could just go jerk off to some computer porn, so I'm not right. willing to go to such lengths for, you You're know, not committed to the rape. Yeah, I'm not. Which is the first thing you have to be, but, is committed to the act of rape. But second, I'm not that resourceful. I'm not, <laughs> this guy's just like, the, he's the MacGyver rapist here. I mean, the, he's got duct tape, he's got bleach, he scissors. has scissors, he has some eyelid knives, cutters. Like an exacto knife or something. Yeah, or, or what or. have you. I mean, it, I seriously would have been like, okay, well, you know, I lasted about two minutes here. I'm done now. Do you have any South Park? Yeah. Do you, you have know? a smoke? I mean, do you have a smoke? I'd like to smoke a cigarette. Sorry about the eyelid no. thing. I was really getting into it. Do you want to come hang out with my family? We're have dinner <laughs> next week. I need to. I need to bring someone. But dude, are I mean, you down with that? But seriously, this girl is the definition of damaged goods. I don't know how you ever recover from an ordeal like that. Unless you're somebody like Max Hardcore who wants somebody who's initiated into your deviant practices. So what, are you saying that Max Hardcore's, you know, porn stars are probably girls who've experienced a similar fate? In some level or shape or form, yeah. But, I mean, could you imagine, though, like, let's say you meet a really cool girl, you go out for dinner a couple times, and you're sitting there, you know, maybe about to so have sex. So tell me sex, something about maybe yourself. You just had sex. Tell me something interesting. <laughs> and that okay. comes out. <laughs> oh, God. That be a Didn't want to hear that. Would that be a deal breaker? Yes. What if she's really hot? Well, you know, there'd be mitigating factors. <laughs> what about really rich? <laughs> yeah, what if she looked like Ashley Simpson? I'm not into Ashley Simpson. I'm, I'm more of a Jessica Simpson man myself. Jessica Simpson? Yeah, I like him stupid like that. Yeah, that'd be a hot porno. <laughs> well, so on the sick and wrong star scale... I'm going to give that a full five, dude. That's one of the most grotesque rape scenarios I've ever heard. Uh, in terms of sequential and escalating levels of violence, I give it a five also. I give that a a five. So and whoever... I hope this guy, <laughs> seriously, I hope this guy gets life in prison and is, com- is repeatedly raped the rest of his life. It'll probably happen. Well, that's one, that's or he one might thing be about, a gang member. That's one thing about the United States is we have uh, this unofficial, unsanctioned prison justice. prison justice that gets applied to everybody across the board. No matter if you like bounced a check and it was your third strike, or if you brutally, <laughs> repeatedly rape some woman, you'll still get anally raped. You accidentally run over a kid drunk driving, you're getting raped. Yeah, hope you enjoy that. Embezzles five bucks, <laughs> anally raped. <laughs> Don't fuck around. <laughs> Keep your nose clean. So uh, we got a good listener submission here this week. Uh, first time, first time uh, submitter here, Swiggy from Nova Scotia, Canada. I love his comic. Um, it's actually a, a woman. Oh, but, uh, I love her comic. Swiggy, that's a is that is she a comic book artist? No, that little comic strip that's in the paper. It's in like a circle. You're thinking of and, Ziggy. Like, Swiggy goes to the DMV and tries to get a license, and they say that you're too short or something. No, no, dude, you're thinking of that bald homosexual who's like forty named Ziggy that likes rainbows. That's not who you're talking about. No, this is Swiggy. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not as impressed. (laughs) Uh, Swiggy writes in, Hey, D and Lance, just started listening to the program April this year. Pissed that I didn't find you guys earlier. You know, I think every listener says that. And every episode is in the archives and available on the website, so you shouldn't be that pissed. Yeah, just have fun. You know, go listen. Just have a big sick and wrong party and listen to all the episodes. (laughs) By yourself. (laughs) Love every second. I'm a chick wondering if you have a lot of female listeners. Well, I know we have three. (laughs) Anyway, I found this story and thought it was pretty fucked up. Hope you may be able to use it for your show. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Swiggy from Nova Scotia. Tokyo Slasher. 
posted chilling warnings on blog before Rampage. You hear about this story? I did. It was actually, all over the news, but it definitely deserves to be told on the show. Uh, Tomohiro Kato, 25 years old, a temporary worker at a factory outside Tokyo, was splattered with blood when he was arrested Sunday during the lunchtime attack in the crowded shopping district. Uh, police say Kato, Kato, whatever, rammed a rented two-ton truck into a crowd of shoppers, then jumped out and began stabbing the victims who had been knocked down before lashing out at horrified onlookers in the crowd. <laughs> so first of all, he stabbed all the people he ran over, and then he started to stab the people who were just watching in horror? Exactly. I mean, the dude just ran over, uh, just ran into a crowd of people, yeah. a mass of people, then jumped complete out of the van chaos. to finish the, uh, the deal here. Yeah, I imagine it must have been complete chaos. Um, the attacker had posted internet messages saying he intended to kill people in the Akhibara district, the heart of Tokyo's comic book and youth culture. Added to the shock as Japan struggled to make sense of the violence, which left seven people dead and ten wounded. And this guy was this like a hits ninja. close to home because if I was in Japan, I would be totally hanging out at this area. You probably would be hanging out at the comic book district. Right. You Creeping could have been a everyone out. What I don't understand about it, I mean, did he just want to be de- arrested? I mean, he was just splattered with blood just hanging out. I think he wanted to kill a lot of dudes. Okay, but I mean, was he just stabbing people and the police tackled him? They, they don't really go on to explain that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. He wasn't trying to get away. If that's what you mean, but I don't know how it works. He in... just lost it. It's he doesn't have. It's not like a coherent criminal plan. He wasn't pickpocketing these people after he stabbed them. He was just. He just lost his shit. Yeah, but I don't understand how it works in Japan. But if he was in the U.S. of A., dudes would have been tackling him, holding this guy down, beating him to a bloody pulp. I don't. I don't necessarily agree. Dude, it depends on what town. In San Francisco, no. In San Francisco, think, people okay. will leave you to die on the ground. You think if someone was in Union Square starting to stab people, no one would tackle the guy? Uh, not if he just ran a U-Haul truck into the middle of Union Square and ran over like 12 people. You and think everyone would just scatter people. and run? I think everybody would scatter. Maybe the, once the cops showed up, they might use their, you know, they're trained to, to intervene. But I think a lot of people would just be sort of scattering towards the periphery and sort of looking and screaming. I mean, I have no shame. I'd be running screaming like a woman. I, think, I mean, it's not a problem. I, mean, I, I think I probably would that. too. But if it was in Texas and people are carrying... Oh, they would just There'd pull just out be their bullets guns. flying everywhere, and probably other people would die by standards. <laughs> and, you know. So, national broadcaster here, NHK in Japan, said Kato posted messages under a thread titled "I will kill people today in Akihabara." Now, was this on the Sick and Wrong forum? No, I, forum. I wish it was. Um, he says, "I want to crash the vehicle, and if it becomes useless, I will then use a knife." Goodbye, everyone. But apparently no one really took him seriously. I hope Pig Boy Taro is all right. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I imagine that guy probably hangs out in the comic book district. Pig Boy Taro, please make another video. It doesn't even have to be elaborate. Just, just let simple. us know you're let safe. Let us know you're still around and, you're, and that you're not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> God, I hope Pig Boy Taro. But if, if Pig Boy Taro, if you are that guy, make sure you're wearing a sick and wrong shirt when you're at in the court. trial. <laughs> trial, okay. <laughs> I'd like to know that. Jeff, or at least a scribble sick S and W in on the walls of your cell in your own. Yeah, feces. just sick and wrong all over. Because they might not let you pick a T-shirt. 
<laughs> Japanese authorities grappled with possible explanations for the attack, the latest in a string of assaults in recent years. Some speculated that the growing gap between rich and poor has been spurring rage amongst the have-nots like Kato. Others said Japan has become a lonelier place in recent years. The group mentality has given away to individuality in Japan. This is fine for people who can deal with problems on their own, but not for those who need someone to talk and listen. And if you ask me, I think Kato over here was definitely a loner. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you ask me, dude, what, what probably happened in this situation, this guy's probably never had a girlfriend. Obviously, no. he hangs out in the... Have you seen the, the pictures? He, you know, I haven't seen a picture. What does he he look looks like? like a Japanese Rick Ocasek. <laughs> Big Does he head, have a mullet? skinny. No, no, no mullet. But it's very skinny body, gigantic head, and then even b- gigantic or larger, <laughs> larger hair that makes his head look even bigger. And he's like wearing a members-only jacket. And he has glasses. So he's just typical like Japanese dorky-looking dude. He's not like, like he's not like a fine example of an Asiatic man like Bolo Young or something. Well, he's they, just <laughs> pathetic like example. Young. <laughs> He's a pathetic example. That's a that's a fine, common-looking Japanese man on steroids. <laughs> you ever wonder what happened to an Asian guy takes steroids? Bolo Young. Um, but Kato, very handsome. Kato, like many Japanese young people, shared a fascination with anime, Jap- Japanese animation. And I think what probably happened here is this guy was probably obsessed with hentai. You ever see? You ever, ever look at hentai? There's a there's a tentacle few- porn. Well, it's the it's amputee the porn, amputee porn, or like girls having appendages being severed. Or think- interestingly enough, that I never understand because I kind of understand the other things, um, like buxom women that have cocks and that are jizzing all over themselves. I never get that. Yeah, or someone, you know what I'm talking about. You've so, seen that, right? Someone posted a hentai picture on the forum page of this girl whose nipples were penises. Good point. And they were spraying semen all what over. What is that about? Like- I don't get it. I, dude, I'd sooner jack one off to spraying, a Max Hardcore porn. One was spraying semen, and the other dick was spraying diarrhea. <laughs> Makes no sense. I, I, I don't know. It confuses me. But, I mean, does it confuse you? Does it confuse point? and intrigue you or just confuse? I'm just confused. Yeah, but does too. it confuse you to the point where you want to go like run a stabbing frenzy in the middle of Japan? No, it just makes me go to a different web page. <laughs> but leads me to my next explanation. I think what it was is this guy's upset because of his micropenis. He obviously doesn't have a girlfriend. He reads a lot of comic books. Micropenis, what happens next? The three factors combine stabbing frenzy. That's my I explanation. Agree. I agree. And so I think that's what, it, what ended up happening here. So this isn't the first of the attacks in Japan. Apparently, uh, there's the latest. this was the latest in a string of attacks. In March, one person was stabbed to death, and at least seven others were hurt by a man who went on a slashing spree with two knives outside a shopping mall in eastern Japan. And back in January, a 16-year-old boy attacked five people, injuring two. The worst knife attack of all happened outside of Osaka when a man killed eight children. He was executed in 2004. Now, they say these are knives, but are these like samurai swords, katanas, or do we not know? You know, they don't really go on to specify. They said Kato's, They would say sword. Well, they if said it was Kato's a sword, blade be, was over be... five inches, so... It was well, definitely longer his than his blade, penis. but not his penis. <laughs> right. um, so, but this, uh, five inches is not a sword. I mean, a no. sword is like three feet or something. But I don't think he had a Swiss Army knife here. He probably yeah. had like uh, some kind of, I don't know, I, I picture some kind of like katana of some sort, <laughs> don't you think? Think, you know, the short katanas. What we're, I'm trying to think back to the, the 
mutant ninja turtles and all the things that they had. Donatello. Those little side stabbing things. Yeah, I'm surprised no one, like, you know what the thing is, if you're going to do this, are you really going to show up with your mullet and your members-only jacket? Why not dress up as a ninja and make it a little more dramatic? Right. I don't get it. Or a samurai suit. Why or not have a manifesto and not just say that you're 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 lonely and angry? So really, retarded. I'm, I'm kind of unimpressed by this, and that's why I'm only going to give this a three point seven five. You're retarded. You're retarded, dude. What are you giving this? He re- he did run a truck into a crowded <laughs> shopping district and then get out of the car and start stabbing people, and seven people died and twelve were injured. Come on. He wasn't wearing a samurai suit. He's I'm giving it a four and a quarter. All right. He does I'm, look like Rico Kasich. That's I, enough for right. me. I'm upping it. Looking up. like Rico Kasich. I'm upping it to a four. Gets you a quarter point. We'll see like. what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote at uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 126. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Are you drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846. Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. Wackily, we're nearing the end of the show here, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email and uh, phone calls to the sick and wrong drunk dial line. 206-666-3846. You know, we have a number of calls to get to. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Trucker Paul finally called us back. So uh, let's play this Trucker Paul. Yeah, I'm glad. I kind of thought he might have been dead or something. You know, I, w- I was seriously worried about the guy. Hey, this is Trucker Paul. Sorry, I haven't called. It's been so goddamn hot. I've been stuck down south. Uh, I usually masturbate like four or five times a day, but <laughs> I've had to cut down to like two because it's so goddamn hot. Nice segue. I just lay in a big puddle of sweat. Thanks for sharing. Oh, I'll tell you, my I need to masturbate right now. But uh, I had to call because of Lance's story about the iron lung. Uh, that article didn't tell you everything. You, you know, she's actually a famous actress. She played the photon torpedo in Star Trek Three. <laughs> Really? <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Rapier way. No, what I wanted to tell you though, but I like to go on the internet and I go on those chat sites. And as you guys know, my uh, email is my wife's name, so everyone thinks I'm a woman. <laughs> so I flirt with all these guys, right? And then right when they ask me what age I am, I always tell them I'm eight. And uh, once in a while, I get them where they keep flirting. So I keep going at them. I get them all hot and bothered, and then I tell them I'm I'm a cop from wherever they are. (laughs) And then they leave the room. (laughs) That's something fun to do if you want to do it. You can't get in. I don't think you can get in any trouble. It's better than putting your kids up on Craigslist or eBay or whatever it is. Even though, I'll tell you, my kids lately have been pissing the shit out of me, not doing their chores, and I'd love to put them up on eBay. Except I don't know if I charge $10,000. It's a lot of money. 
couple hundred bucks would be all right. Well, anyways, I'll talk to you guys soon. I haven't got the t-shirt yet. I know it's coming. I thank you very much for that. And I, I would still call if you didn't send me one. No, I, I love the shit out of your podcast, so. All right. Remember, photon torpedo. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Photon Torpedo. Now, is the t-shirt on its way? You know, actually, I ordered a t-shirt. As soon as I get it, I'm going to uh, mail it to Trucker Paul. I don't want to leave him hanging. No, actually, but you know, the thing is, I don't have any double... I didn't make any double XL t-shirts. Yeah, it's a rare Trucker Paul's a big guy. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, we, we have a t-shirt en route to Trucker Paul. But you know what cracks me up about that uh, that, that phone call there? Well, first of all, I imagine his kids must be worth a little more than $200. Don't well, you think so? Yeah, but that's the whole point of eBay is you start out on a low bid and you, you have people bid up. <laughs> oh, okay. And so then, yeah, the, the value increases. But you know what's interesting about that is I've often wondered, what do truckers do in their spare time? You know, I mean, do what do they sit around and watch uh, Over the Top or Duel, as he pointed out? Right. Maximum uh, previously, Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. But apparently, I guess another way truckers spend the time when they're not trucking is going into internet chat rooms and uh, fucking with perverts. Impersonating eight-year-olds. <laughs> the classic bait and switch. But that's why, that's why I've never, I've never like bought into the whole chat room thing. Well, he also points out that he doesn't think he can get in trouble for it. But I, you know how cops go online and, and, and impersonate 13-year-olds to try and lure in pedophiles? It's because they're perverts. But I wonder how often like the cop that's impersonating a 13-year-old is, imperson- is talking to somebody who's also impersonating a deviant or something. <laughs> and they're just sort of busting each other. And they finally find out, like, oh, wait, you're FBI? I'm CIA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, abort transmission. <laughs> but but I wonder what Trucker Paul says to get them all hot and bothered. Something about My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trucker Paul, it's good to know that you're alive. Thanks for calling in. T-shirt's coming soon. Who else do we have here? I think Vietnam Dude called. Man, there's only two fucking options. You guys are a couple bitches. Uh, kill or be killed. Hey, you guys got a lot of fucking questions for a couple fucking bitches. Yeah, I was in Vietnam. What are you fucking going to do about it, you fucking bitch? <laughs> He's pissed. Uh, and I like margaritas on the fucking rocks. And that's it. And, uh, hey, Wackley, don't get a gun because you end up blowing your fucking self away. Someone's going to take the gun away and blow you away with it, man. That's the way it fucking is. Unless you're going to kill somebody, then uh, invite me over and I'll, uh, I'll help out or at least watch. And when you go down to those ghettos neighborhoods, they don't shoot in the air, motherfuckers. They shoot into the fucking crowd. And that's where you get the crack holes at 4 o'clock in the fucking morning for fucking five bucks. And believe me, they'll do fucking anything. Uh, and I'm kind of fucked up, and I can't remember all the questions. And I answer about even half of them. And <laughs> hey, you guys ain't big. You answer just fucking hoes, man. Hey, you know, yeah, Turk and Paul. Hey, I, I got my red fucking wings. You know what it is? That fucking way fucking D was explaining that fucking blood all over the place. If I put that shit on my walls, they'd fucking put me in a bug house and show me those pictures of the fucking ink bots again. And I don't see fucking nothing, nothing in those fuckers. Man, that's like putting body parts all over. <laughs> I got to quit fucking drinking. Uh, hey, uh, you know, get fucked. Fuck well. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You know, I- I'm surprised he's not already committed. 
Well, if you listen closely, what he said was if he had blood all over the walls, they'd make him look at those ink blots again. <laughs> he doesn't see anything in them but dead bodies. <laughs> so, so they'd make him see it again. Yeah. You know, take, take from that what you will. <laughs> I'm kind of reluctant to really anger the Vietnam. Oh, he dude. sounds already angry. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you know, I Vietnam dude, listen, dude, I, I completely apologize if I upset you in any way because I do, really do not want this guy as my enemy. But our questions were concerning. We wanted some stories, some graphic stories from Vietnam. We, we weren't questioning whether or not you were in Vietnam. No, we I know, believe it. <laughs> we believe you're in Vietnam. I mean, we can tell by uh, many of your other previous phone calls. But what I'm saying is we just wanted some stories. We wanted to hear about the ear necklace. So, yeah. uh, you know, feel free to call back and uh, share some stories at your leisure. But uh, it's good to hear from you, Vietnam dude. Now, this next call is kind of a special edition, I think. I would think. Well, you know what? I actually... Re- prize to all our male listeners. Well, I actually the ones on the requested this, this uh, next call. So... Let me just preface this next call before we play it. Kendra, who are beloved queen of the Sick and Wrong Forum, a longtime listener, she told us recently, I think she was talking about on the forum, that Eugene from Oxbow, who is someone who we've interviewed here on the show, was... Everything you wanted to know about kicking ass, but we're afraid to get your ass ass. kicked for asking, I think is the title. I think he wrote that book. Um, he He traveled up to Vancouver specifically to rut with Kendra. And so I said, you know, I, I heard that he came up for the weekend. Why don't you share some stories with us and call the Sick and Wrong Hotline? And uh, luckily she obliged, and here it is. She has some stories. She uh, has some stories of her liaisons with Eugene. So, yeah, let's play it. Good evening, DMS. It's your devoted fan, Kendra. Um, upon Dee's request, I decided to call in and uh, tell some stories about my um, weekend tryst with Eugene here. So, um, I told him to come out at the end of the month because I was like, figuring all things considered with my cycle, that should be a good time. And he was due to arrive Friday evening, and then I woke up Friday to notice that my period had started. And I was pretty much bleeding like a stuck pig. So I figured, well, should probably let him know about this before he arrives. So so if you think about it, if you're traveling up to Vancouver from, from the California area, specifically to have sex with a girl, would you really be all that concerned that she's on her period? No. I, I would, mean, I would part the would Red that, Seas like <laughs> Moses. So that wouldn't deter you at all? No. Okay. I texted him and told him, you know, I hope you're not too bothered by blood. He said, no, 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 it's fine. So he comes over on Friday night, and we had some fun together and then get up the next morning and start fucking again. And as you may or may not be aware, when a woman's lying down the entire night and she's on her period, the blood just kind of pulls inside her and doesn't really go anywhere. So... As soon as she gets up or if she starts fucking after waking up, there's a lot of blood and it pretty much just goes anywhere. So we start fucking and about two minutes into it, I can feel the blood just pretty much pouring out of me and all of a sudden Eugene just stops and he's like, I gotta take a fucking shower, this is gross. And he looks down and he's got blood all over his legs and he's like, fuck, I can feel it going up my ass crack, this is not cool. So yeah, apparently he was not so into the blood. Um, yeah, what else? What I don't understand about that is don't 
most women when they're on their period, they fall asleep. They, don't they put a tampon in before they go to bed to soak up some of that blood? Not Kendra. She's the diva cup. We've we've established this. Okay, so remember the diva cup. But did she take the cup out when she was having sex with Eugene? Right, but I think she put it back in, or, or reluctantly didn't put it back in, or it, the the blood is basically pooling in her but uterus. So, so the blood's just pooled in her uterus, and she doesn't think to get up, go to the bathroom, maybe piss out a little bit of that blood. Uh, the blood isn't in the piss hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess squeeze it, it out, out, maybe. Queef it out. But, you know, I'm a little surprised that Eugene's so queasy around the blood. Maybe it's just inconvenient. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Well, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think Eugene's any a stranger to blood by any means, but I think the fact of the matter is is that it's that clotted menstrual blood that's, that's all over blood. him that's, that's not, not normal, normal yeah. No, seriously, dude. It's like tomato paste squirted right. all over your nuts and, and, your, and your ass crack. It has lots of unborn babies in it. I would, I would have put a stop to that and said, I need a shower. This is gross, too. Well, I was giving him head this one night, and um, it was pretty interesting. I was like, you know, as of late, I consider myself something of a quantitative of cum. So I was like, you know, I really want to taste his cum. But he's got a pretty big dick. And when I was giving him head, it was like so far down my throat that when he actually came, I couldn't even taste it. It went straight down my throat. So that was uh, kind of interesting. But, yeah, we had a pretty good time. Um, yeah, he has a pretty big dick, and I was uh, I was pretty impressed overall. So, yeah, I told him that I was interested in having gangbang, and he was like, okay, come to San Francisco, and we'll set this up. And then later he told me that a buddy of his had texted him and was like, oh, you know, did you – mentioned the gangbang to this chick and he was like no man she mentioned it to me first and this guy's like this has got to be too good to be true so yeah sounds like i'm gonna have a fun time when i head out there but yeah be proud if it weren't for sick and wrong i probably wouldn't have fucked my first black guy yet so that's all on you guys something to be happy about anyways have a good evening and i'm sure i'll call in again with stories some other time okay ta. You know, I do love story time with Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> you must admit, don't you love that? Yeah, it's quite uh, amazing and arousing. <laughs> and it's kind of gratifying, too, to know that we made a love connection here through Sick and Wrong. Yeah, I feel like, uh, what's that guy's name? Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. I feel like Chuck Woolery. We're hooking up people that are horny, that want to rut. Well, they listen to the show. Well, two persons, not really people. Well, you you never know how many people find love through listening to this podcast. But you know, you know what's interesting. What she said there, though. Okay, so she wants. She's interested in having a gangbang. So she's probably never. I mean, she said, "I'm just kind of gathering this from what she just said. I don't think she's ever had a gangbang before. How does she know that Eugene's not going to have like sixty dudes in a line ready to, uh, you know, have sex with her? How does she know the guy who's after Eugene isn't going to look like Bob Madigan or or me for God's sake or you for yeah you know I, I I don't even know. But she's I mean, lining herself up for something she might not enjoy. But furthermore, how do you organize a gangbang? It's I mean, I'm not I can honestly say it. You know, I won't be taking part in this gangbang. Not that I'd be invited, but I'm not a gangbang type of dude. You're not a gangbanger. I'm not a gangbanger in more ways than one. Yeah, exactly. I'm just not a gangbanger. I just don't I don't want to sit around and watch my friends jerk off their penises waiting to have sex with a girl that I just had sex with. And also, I you know, at the same time, I don't want to have to have sex with 
you know, sloppy fifths, you know, from my friends. It's just kind of gross to me. You're not gangbang material. I'm not gangbang material. But how do you organize one? Like, how does it work? Do I, like, call up and say, hey, Lance, what you doing, man? You hanging out? Yeah? You want to come over? I got this girl here. Total (laughs) slut. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a gangbang together. I think that's how you do it. So far, it's just me and you, but uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get <laughs> Bob mad again. there'll be a ga- girl here. We were calling multiple girls. Yeah, but you We've just got want... some leads. But you just want one girl for a gangbang, or then it's an orgy. Right, but I... Because you I, get another girl, it's an orgy. So there can only be one girl. I'm assuming you don't even have one girl yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which you probably don't. I can hire one outside for $10. That's true. Easily right, arranged. Yeah, right. But no, but I mean... Seriously, dude. I mean, don't you find it kind of gross? You're all going to stand around. You all can't have sex with everyone. I guess maybe. I mean, there are three orifices. Right, but I I, I have a problem. Here's my problem with gangbanging is I don't like my nuts to touch another dude's nuts. Exactly. So I have to wait until you clear clear the area, and then I might go in. But even then, I'm not very, I'm not into it. Well, but I mean, you know what I would want to have is if I was to do a gangbang, and this is hypothetically speaking – I would want to have like a, the bukkake collar on at the end so we can kind of all finish with the bukkake thing. You you would like to be wearing the bukkake collar? No, no, no. You I'm do, saying the said, girl. You just said you would like to have the bukkake collar. I'm on. the girl. I'd want the bukkake as like the coup de gras. That's the end. You know, so you, it's you like you want, end you it with the bukkake. In in your collar that you're wearing. Well, it, how does a gangbang end? Like how yeah. does it, first of all how does apparently, it begin? Apparently, apparently you're gangbang. All the dudes <laughs> jerk off into the bucket that's around your face. Dude, I'm the girl. God damn it! Oh right. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, how do you know when it begins? How do you know when it ends? Um, I think I would. It like sounds to, like a logistic nightmare. Here, here's to me. my ideal uh, gangbang, and I, I, I don't like it. But here's how I would do it if I had to. I would like to be the first guy in the. In through the outdoor or whatever. <laughs> and then after I'm done, I'll just leave. You guys can do whatever you want. See you later. I'm going home. I got to work early So you're going to miss the bukkake fest at the end. Yeah, I'm more into just the having sex with a girl and then getting out of there. Dude, you know what? I was Not just... really a good gangbang. You are devoid of team spirit. It's not go team with you. No, it's not. I want to invite you to my gangbang. Well, thank you, Kendra, for uh, calling us and telling us some stories about uh, Eugene. We're all wondering about this. And I hope Eugene doesn't listen to this podcast and get angry with us because I'm scared of him. She said he had a big penis. Yeah, so you're complimented. And uh, it's, you know, it's pretty awesome that you actually listened to the show and got laid from being on this show. Yeah, I don't think she has too many problems getting laid. I don't think she needs the show, but. No, but no, I mean, I'm saying Eugene. All oh, he did right, was right. he was interviewed on the show, and he got he got some ass from it too. There you go. No, Kendra, Kendra never ceases to amaze me. Thanks for calling in, people. You can call the sick and wrong uh, drunk dial line at two zero six 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 three eight four six. We always love to hear from you guys. We got an email here sent in from uh, Robert from Tampa. He says, "How come the sick and wrong store doesn't sell these?" And he includes a link to a website called DownSyndromeDolls.com. Mm. Have you ever seen this website? No. <laughs> it's uh, it's great. You know, in honestly, if Cafe Press had Down Syndrome dolls that we could maybe, you know, emblazon with our SW logo, <laughs> I would definitely put them in the sick and wrong store. Now, this is a doll that looks like it has Down Syndrome. Does it look like a Cabbage Patch kid? Because those dolls didn't look very normal either. No, it's it's. It's for a kid. I mean, it's for kids that have Down syndrome that want a doll that has Down syndrome. Like I mean, them. <laughs> it basically is a it's a Down syndrome looking doll. 
And yeah. so, you know, I mean, in this day and age, there's a lot of Down syndrome kids out there. Yeah, and in fact, true. I would almost find that cuter than a regular looking kid. Yeah. You, well, they you grow like the up. Downers? Well, no, they grow up to be, you know, gross, their tongues hanging out and all that. But when they're young, they're, they're cute to you? Yeah, kind of like puppies. <laughs> You know, kind of like puppies. Okay. But Joe, check it out. DownSyndromeDolls.com. Go buy it for your sister for Hanukkah. Uh, finally, here we got an email from Andrew, the drunken Padawan. He says, thanks for the advice on the bars. I think I'll do that next year. I'll send Sikarong a drunk dial that day if I'm sober enough to dial. I also wanted to thank you for talking about me on the podcast. The first time I listened to episode 123, I was doing it with my girlfriend. She wasn't expecting to hear my name. When she figured out you guys were talking about me, she started touching herself and staring at me. She made me fuck her while you guys were talking about my plans for future drunken antics. Thank you, Sick and Wrong, for getting me laid. Keep up the good work. Andrew. And thank you, Andrew, Drunken Padawan, for sharing your fantasy sex life. (laughs) (laughs) How fabricated does that sound? No girl is ever going to have sex with any guy, uh... If he's listening to, if he's trying to listen to this podcast at the same time, could you imagine a girl's like? Could you imagine like just a, a girl's reaction when you're like, oh no, hold, hold on a second, you're naked, hold hold on a second, let me just go over to my iTunes uh, yeah, here yeah. and, um, and uh, press I play. Down, I gotta download episode one twenty four. Hang and on, press play. it's okay. downloading. Okay, let's go now. You ready, dude? I mean, as soon as no, as soon not as, happening. I mean, as soon as I'd hear my voice, I know. <laughs> It would just be libido gone. Does that happen normally when you hear your, your own voice while you're having sex? I only jack off to the podcast right after it came out. and But then if I jack off to it again, it's done. Yeah. It's just I'm just not into it. It's a rough life. But, uh, Andrew, you know what? You're welcome, and uh, we'll try to help you to get laid with your imaginary girlfriend anytime, man. Anytime. But it sounds like he's going to turn 21 and, and come to San Francisco. Maybe we can hook him up with that midget prostitute that hangs out. Uh, in the Tenderloin? I've only seen her a couple times, but uh, Andrew, if you come down here, we'll hook you up with a blowjob with the midget prostitute. Guaranteed. <laughs> People, this is uh, pretty much the end of the show here. If you haven't already, go give us a vote on Podcast Alley. We would definitely appreciate it. We have like 70 votes. I think we're beating the Bible podcast right now. So uh, go give us a vote. We'd love it. And if you haven't, uh, give us a comment on iTunes. We always like to hear what uh, people have to say. And um, as a tribute here, not really a tribute, but a dedication to uh, U.S. Department of Justice Judge Becklew, who um, recently indicted Max Hardcore on 10 counts of federal obscenity charges, I want to dedicate the sick and wrong song of the week, Gang Rape Lullaby by Tesco V's Hate Police, to you, Judge Bucklew. Enjoy the next song. People will be back next week with episode 127. Until then, take a sleazy. Good night. Gang Rape Lullaby!